0: Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So, what are we talking about today, Big? Well, today we are talking about the village. Ooh, our favorite topic I maybe.
1: I feel funny saying like that's the topic because I feel like we always talk about it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no one is surprised. <laughs> yeah, but today we're
1: only talking about the village. Mm-hmm. We recently had some field trips for our work and so we have even more exciting stories for all of you yes
0: <laughs> we've been holding them in <laughs> but yeah. oh my it's gosh. time to let them go my list was so long <laughs> yeah. it's like oh man we gotta be careful this could be like three, three part long. episode yeah. but it won't we
1: promise but first what happened to you this week White? Right? did you have anything any fun adventures
0: well yes we had such a fun saturday didn't we, we did yes it was amazing so on Saturday. We and a couple of our other really amazing friends got to go to this brunch spot with a farmer's market that happens every Saturday, and we had an amazing brunch. It was so good. Dudes, you all should check it out. Yeah. It's
1: called La Sherpa. Mm-hmm. Is the restaurant, and that's where the farmer's market is, and it's so magical yeah. and delicious.
0: So there was La Sherpa that had been on our list, and then we realized that also there's a coffee shop that's in the same like grounds. It's called Everfresh. That's also really, really good, and it's like really cute. It's a nice place for like good weather, which we had because it's starting to warm up in Kathmandu. Oh my gosh! We're so I was happy. so
1: excited to not wear a sweater.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't even bring one.
0: Yeah, it, it was, was amazing, so nice. And so then after that, we decided we would go and get some piercings, <laughs> which has also been on our list. Okay, can I jump in here? I know this is
1: your cool thing that happened this week, but <laughs> I hate needles. I thought I was never going to get another piercing, but two of our friends wanted to get piercings, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I would love to come with you. Be moral support. Oh, and had zero oh. plans to get a piercing, and then <laughs> after the two of them like picked out all their stuff, then White turns to me and is like, what are you getting? And I was like, okay. <laughs> 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 but then I completely surprised myself by just getting one
0: yeah. spontaneously. Yep. And I feel so good about it. Yeah. So one of our friends got her ears pierced. One of our friends got her nose pierced, which is a big deal. Like a, almost all Nepali women have their nose pierced. So she got hers done. And now she's going to have hundreds of people commenting. Yep. You look just like a Nepali. Yep. Yep. And Which I, makes me
1: so happy every time someone says that yeah. to me. <laughs>
0: I'm like that's a lie. But sure. but thank you. <laughs> and then I got another piercing because I'm addicted. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm continually I'm like, you know, I think I'm like I don't really care about getting more tattoos or like piercings, like it's fine. And then I'm like, oh well mine as well. <laughs> What's the harm? So I definitely need a second conch
1: piercing in the yeah. same ear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh,
1: man. That's awesome. Yeah. It was
0: the perfect Saturday, right?
1: It was magical. Yeah. Yep. And then we were exhausted. Yep. <laughs> we were all yep. like peopled out,
0: which we actually met back up again. Later that night. <laughs> That's true. For whiskey. <laughs> so... <laughs> <night>. <laughs> More of Can't stay friends. away. That was so fun. Yeah. Anyway, that was my Saturday, which also included you. As per usual. I but. feel
1: like I'm cheating if I get my own thing that happened this week.
0: Nope, I'm ready to hear about it. Tell well, me.
1: Well, I really want to tell you guys. So first of all, you can congratulate me because my team won at Pub Quiz, and this was only the second time we've won, and we go almost every week. <laughs> <laughs> so felt pretty good. We were all surprised. It was funny. He he, like lists them down. He's like, okay, there's you know five teams. Under this many points, and then the second place team is X, and we all looked at each other like, Oh wow, we definitely did worse than them, so there's no way. And then he announced our team as the winner, <laughs> like, everyone else cheered for us, and we just kind of stared at each other like, How is this possible? But that is part of my exciting thing for the week. But even more exciting was <gasps> I had the most amazing beer ever and (laughs) of course i had it for dinner because my (laughs) food never arrived i think they forgot about my order it was like an hour and a half and never came and i asked about it and then it still didn't come and then it came like as i was leaving so i was like i'm not paying but the beer was great divide yeti stout and it came in a bottle this is new. I haven't seen any imported American like craft yeah. beers in bottles before, especially stouts. Oh, like, I haven't had a stout yum. in so long. It was so good mm-hmm. and so expensive. I won't even tell you how much it was. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. Worth every ruby. Yep.
0: All right. So most of you listeners probably know from past episodes that we're language researchers. So we're linguists who get to work with minority languages here in Nepal. And so one really cool part of our job is getting to collect this language data for our projects that we're working on. So we get to go to the village fairly often. We get to go all over Nepal. So there's so many different cultures and just always a new experience every time you go. So you kind of have to just be ready for anything. And we have a lot of fun. It's hard work. I'm not gonna lie. But we always come away with really good experiences. And it's cool to connect with people and to kind of just laugh about how crazy it is to live, you know, somewhere outside of your own culture and how to figure out how to navigate new situations. Um, yeah. The best is when like the people that you're staying with kind of also have that mindset, you know, yeah. you're kind of
1: like doing it together. Yeah. They're not like, ooh, you're awkward. They're like, right. mm, this is new
0: for you. And you're like, yeah, it's new for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. We can make this happen. <laughs> We're just gonna watch you and see what you do. <laughs> so yeah, let's just jump right into the good stuff. What is something that's kind of crazier? Awesome that's happened recently on fieldwork. Well, I feel like your story is better mine's going to be so late. We'll just start
1: out with that and all go right. up. I go all the way up from here. Okay, my story is about being big and white. Specifically Whoa! the big part. So, we stayed in this house and they had it was so funny. They had it wasn't like all the beds are in one area and like the kitchens in another area. The beds were just like spread out throughout the whole
0: house. It's awesome. They're like, you're like, there's a bed back there. It's like hidden completely. Yeah, there was one bed that's like in the kitchen. That I didn't see until like the third
1: day we were yeah. there. And then I heard someone's voice back there, and I was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, she's in bed. I'm like, oh, another one. <laughs> so anyway, they like, you know, they were gonna have us like lay on these beds, and I'm the tallest, and so they wanted me on the longest bed, but. I was going to be kicking someone like in the head if I did that. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll just go on this short bed and I'll just hang my feet off it and it's fine. But then they were like so concerned about me. <laughs> so it was kind of everyone we were, like was enjoying this together. Like the whole family was like, oh, we can fix it. <laughs> so they brought two giant bags of millet, like 50-pound <laughs> bags of millet, <laughs> and stacked them up at the foot of my bed. So that my feet would have somewhere to rest. <laughs> I mean, my feet hung off the bed a good foot probably, yep. like like twenty-five centimeters. <laughs> so it was amazing. Yeah.
0: And, and it worked. It worked. It totally worked. Yeah. Yeah. My story was in the that same village. So at this house <laughs> let me set the scene for you. At this house there was this goat whose name is Panty. <laughs> I assume he's still around, so I'll talk about him in the present tense. And Panty's whole mission in life is to try to get inside the house. <laughs> so, like when we were there, he would spend the entire day just standing at the door. And any time that somebody would open it, he would like try and get in. And then they'd have to be like, "Get out!" Boom, <laughs> like throw him back <laughs> out again. But he was not dissuaded at all. He was
1: persistent. Yes.
0: And so one day we're all out, the whole family and us are out on another part of the village and we come back and, you know, we're hanging out, we're getting ready for dinner, we get to eat together and then um, we did an interview and Big and I were really tired because it's tiring to speak in a second language all day long. And so we were like, you know what, I'm just going to go to bed. And so I was like, I'm I'm done. I'm done for the day. I'm going to get in my sleeping bag and go to bed. And I go to my bed and I like, so my whole sleeping bag is laying out full length on my bed and it's been covered up with a quilt. And so I pull the quilt off and I flip up the top of the sleeping bag (laughs) and my sleeping bag and my silk sleeping bag liner are full of goat poop, (laughs) (laughs) specifically Panty poop. We know where that poop came from. Oh,
1: Panty the teenage
0: goat. So mischievous. And I was just like, ah okay okay. (laughs)
1: she just kind of stood there like frozen couldn't read any emotion on her face and then the family was like oh no they felt so bad they like shook it out they're like what can we do and she's just like I will go to bed now and
0: they're like oh are you okay we're so sorry I will go to bed now (laughs) she was like oh my gosh what should we do and I was like I don't know is it okay if I sleep you know and she's like she's like picking it up and smelling it make sure that you know it's not just good Go poop, but like if the goat peed on it, that would be a real problem. True, that so suck. she like picks it up. She's like, "Here, does it smell to you?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's, it's fine." You know, <laughs> at, at that point, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was just didn't really have any energy to like
1: be make them feel really exuberant
0: it. about how okay it was. So I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. I'm just gonna get to bed." Okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully they weren't like too offended by me i don't think so and the goat poop. i think they liked us. <laughs> and that sleeping bag is still out on my porch oh really I keep meaning to clean it and i forgot about it for like a month now
1: oh you know yeah. standard it. it's fine yeah.
0: so it's things like that that you almost get used to like i mean not that i would ever expect that a goat would poop in my bed but I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't really phased by it. You know what right, I mean? Like yeah. stuff like that. Over time, fieldwork experience just works wonders.
1: Yeah, it just makes you so like flexible. You're just like ready for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like, what's something that was really hard for you? Maybe like your first fieldwork or your first time in the village that now doesn't really bother you.
0: Yeah, I mean, you saw me my first. Field work was so tiring. Everything was tiring. Yeah.
1: I think it's like there's a lot of uncertainty.
0: Yeah. So
1: you can never really relax. You're like, Am I supposed to be doing something? Should I? What's going on? Like,
0: yeah. Like, I mean, like I already said, it's difficult when you're doing everything in a second language. You're learning, you're using language that you didn't really use, like in daily life. You know, you're not talking to people about, like, how much are these vegetables? Oh, do you have. Children, you know, you're not asking questions like that. You're asking about, like, is your language variety similar to the variety that's spoken in this village 15 miles away? How (laughs) different is it? You know, so you're learning, like, new vocabulary. You're exhausted trying to listen to them. Mm. You're trying to figure out Nepali numbers that (laughs) seems like I can never actually remember fully. And you just don't quite know, like, what your role is Mm -hmm. in this new kind of situation. So yeah, that was exhausting. Like doing interviews for the first time was terrifying. Well plus you did so many in one day day. on your
1: first We're just like, here you go, light. do another one. And she's like, oh, my eyeballs are bleeding. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you're doing all of this data that's going to be analyzed and compiled in a report. And it's going to have lasting significance. And you're like, I'm trusting my language abilities to get this important data. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's yeah. Scary.
1: It is hard. I think one thing for me that was really hard, which. It feels kind of trite, but it's how much food you have to eat. Yeah, because <laughs> you like in, in Nepali culture, it's really important to finish your food. And if you don't eat enough, it's like insulting to the host. You know, makes them think that you didn't like the food or whatever. And often, it's polite for them to. Give you seconds or whatever, so it's it's a bit hard to navigate that. Like you don't want to insult them, but you also like don't want to eat so much that you throw up. <laughs> like you're not, you know, we're not used to eating that much volume at one time. They only eat two meals a day usually in the village, and they work really hard. I mean, they're out in the fields all day and stuff, so they need a lot more calories than we do. Like just working in an office, so. It's not, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, they're so crazy that they eat that. It's just like such a different lifestyle, yeah. you know, but you kind of have to adjust to them when you're there, of course. And I that being just stressful for me, like being worried that I was insulting them by not eating enough, but also just being able to physically do that too yeah like if you don't eat fast enough then your stomach you start sending signals to your brain like
0: we're full stop
1: stop <laughs> <laughs> you have to finish anyway and you're like okay just five more bites you can do this yeah. <laughs> really big bites but now i mean i don't even notice i just yeah. like eat as fast as nepali's i I'll still refuse seconds sometimes or, you know, I'll ask them to take a little bit of rice off the plate if it seems like too much. But it's like not a stressor for me at all anymore.
0: Yeah. And you kind of like know how to gauge the situation better.
1: True. You can read people. and yeah, Another thing that's hard about our fieldwork is that every village we go to or every language group we go to has a different culture, you know. So maybe I'll make a blender in one village. Then I go on a different fieldwork and I'm like, oh, better not make that blender again. So I do the opposite thing. But then in this culture, they're like, why did you do that? That's super weird. I'm like, no, ah, <laughs> yeah. I'll never learn. Yeah. <laughs> so that that can be tiring. But man, it's funny. It like varies a lot depending on which part of the country and like how insistent people are in giving mm-hmm. you seconds. And one time I, <laughs> we were in the mountains and it's super important for them to give you seconds. And of alcohol too, which is danger zone. <laughs> but one time we had this old lady feeding us um, like noodles as a snack, and you know she's like, "Do you want more?" And I think I took a little bit more, and then she's like, "Do you want more?" And I'm like, "No, I'm full." She's like, "You have to have more." Like, "No, no, no, I'm really." It was so delicious, like I can't eat anymore. You need more, so I'm like holding the bowl with my other hand, completely covering the bowl and like holding it away from her, like, "No." Don't give me more. Don't give me more. And she reached out and peeled my hand off the top of the bowl and <laughs> put more in. It was so good. <laughs> that was a moment that where even she like realized it was funny. Yeah, you know So yeah. we were like all laughing together. <laughs> like, As look how good of a hostess I am. Yeah. <laughs> it was
0: awesome. Yeah. Speaking of food. I I don't know if I'm entirely used to this yet or if you ever get used to it. But like when the food is like the rice especially has just been taken out of the pot. So it's like boiling temperature (laughs) still and you're trying to eat it with your hand and you're like, like just really quickly like trying to grab it and like put something else like some cooler vegetables on it wrap it in some spinach you know to like not sizzle your hand off that is hard i really like eating with my hands too but
1: it's like something i never thought about before i learned to eat with my hands that like your hands are more sensitive to heat than your mouth so if you use a spoon you would be able to eat it but it's like that time in between the plate and your mouth where your fingers are touching it you're like oh no it's so hot
0: especially like worse than rice is dado the like um doughy kind of bread that people eat in some parts of the country and that, because it's... um, It's like a paste. It's, yeah, of. it's like a paste, so it sticks to your <sighs> fingers more. Oh, no. So then it's, like, so hot, and it's stuck <laughs> on your fingers. <laughs> I mean, you can't see my fingers right now, but they're moving very Twiddling rapidly. Them around. <laughs> <laughs> I need some, like, major calluses or something. Yeah, <laughs> We don't go on field work enough
1: to develop those kind we of skills. We should just, like, put our hand in hot water every day just to build up our tongue.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just your rice like you know not your eating rice just <laughs> just your hand callus rice <laughs> that you like try and soak it in for as long as possible
1: oh man that would be a commitment <laughs> yeah and also a waste of food oh true okay so what's something that maybe has happened to you recently that if it happened to you like on your first field work you would have been so weirded out and you wouldn't have known what to do but now you're like so used to just traveling and like Having different experiences that you're like, sure, okay.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the last, one of the last field works that we were out on, I had a perfect example of that. And I was totally aware that it would have been really weird, but in the moment it was totally fine with me. <laughs> um, so Big and our... Nepali friend who we were traveling with were in a different house and they said, oh, you know, there's not room for all three of you in this room, but you, why you can stay in this other friend's house. I was like, okay, fine. And so then I get ready for bed. I get into my sleeping bag and the hostess, who is so, so kind, we ended up staying at that house all together later on and really loved her. Um, So, but she's just kind of like standing over me. And Nepal is like a huge hospitality culture. So um and it's also a very close culture, communal co- culture, so people don't really expect to have personal space as much. They don't. Yeah. Being have, alone like, private is like a problem. Yeah. 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 So they try to be with you and to make you comfortable in that way. So she's just kind of chatting with me and you know and I'm getting the feeling that it's like you know, she just wants to make me feel comfortable and, you know, like make sure everything's okay before we all go to bed. And so, you know, I say eventually like, okay, I, I think I'm going to go to bed. And she's like, okay. And she's like still standing over me. And she was like, oh, may I? And this is one of those weird times where it's like, I don't remember what she said in Nepali, but I understood what she was saying. And um, <laughs> what she was saying is, may I tuck you in? <laughs> And I was like, you know, a million miles an hour in my mind. Like, this would be so weird. I haven't gotten tucked in in like 23 years or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) But I'm just like in my sleeping bag and she takes the quilt, you know, keep me extra warm. And she just like burritos me (laughs) (laughs) all the way up my body. And I'm just like sitting there. Like, so delighted that <laughs> I, a grown woman, am getting tucked in by another grown woman. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> I don't regret it.
1: I love it so much. It was incredible. It's so good. It's so special. Yeah, I cannot for the life of me think of a good story. <laughs> I mean, how do you follow that up? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'll just give like more of a general example. I think something that I, just never knew what to do with when I first started going on field work was how to share things. Like, mm. like an example would be carrying each other's bags at different times, or like our guide was kind of it was hard for her to walk up the hill because her knee hurt. So I just like took her purse from her and carried mm. it for her, very nonchalantly. Whereas I feel like in the past I would have been like, I don't know what to do, right? <laughs> or if someone offers to carry my bag, like when I was, we were in this truck going up this dusty hill and some people were sitting down
0: and i was standing
1: up so i just put my purse in someone's lap
0: oh yeah
1: it was amazing that's
0: a good example because that's totally culturally acceptable to be like here hold my bag yep
1: hold my baby yeah right (laughs) hold my chicken yeah Yeah. Or like on buses, people put all their vegetables at the front. Mm -hmm. And then when they go to get off, they're like,
0: can you hand me my bag of tomatoes? Yeah. Or the driver (laughs) is like, whose spinach is this? Who? (laughs) Who?
1: (laughs) True. (laughs) So or like walking with someone and sharing an umbrella to protect from the sun or, you know, just that kind of like very cooperative Mm -hmm. action, I guess. I'm still not, you know an expert but i think i'm a lot better at it it's a lot more natural feeling to me and i have more of an intuition of when to do it
0: yeah yeah and it feels good yeah it does doesn't it teamwork yeah (laughs) i like it and you know giving the guy on the truck your bag is so much nicer than like when you're holding your bag and it's hitting him in the face
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes it was a kindness i did to put it in his lap
0: So, speaking of information that you kind of have to pick up by gradual village experience, (laughs) I have a math problem for you, big. Okay, I'm ready. And for our listeners. So, you guys bust out out a pen and paper, take some notes, get ready for, yeah, get ready to do some calculations. We'll see if you can figure out the answer. Before I ask this question, listeners, bear in mind that this is 100% a true experience that we had just like a month ago. All right, here we go. Here's your word problem straight from the village. A man is traveling from Kathmandu to Village A. He reaches Village A at 2 p.m. Upon arriving in the village, his wife asks if he has eaten. He states that he had eaten in Kathmandu before he got on the bus. About how many hours did the bus ride take?
1: Okay, I'm gonna think about it, and you listeners also think about it, and we'll tell you the answer when we come back from this ad break. Is your reading experience too boring? Do you wish bugs would fly closer to your face? Why not try? headlamps. This incredible technology, developed by a team of experts, brings a light as close to your face as possible, thus attracting the maximum number of insects. It works on a variety of bugs, from cicadas to moths to those tiny little green things that you don't even know the name of, but you know from every state park bathroom. Four out of five language researchers agree. If you want bugs in your face, this is the product for you.
0: Call now and receive an added bonus. If you integrate this product with your ebook, the bugs will even turn the page for you at random times. What an exciting reading experience!
1: So, if you would like to purchase a headlamp today, dial one eight hundred.
0: Oh, god! They're in the Stop. room. Okay. Oh, we gotta end the commercial. Cut! Okay. Cut! <laughs> Run! How do you guys think that you did? Are you mad at us? (laughs) Do you think we're bad at math? Maybe we don't know what a word problem is? Well, that's okay. We're gonna spill the whole scenario for you. (laughs) Okay, Big, do you have an answer?
1: Yes, I believe it took him between three and a half and four and a half hours (laughs) to arrive at the village. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> I mean, it really all depends on exactly how early he ate, but
0: we can guess. Yeah, we have a lot of solid reasoning that goes behind this answer. Yeah. Okay. So here's what happens is Nepalis eat their first meal of the day,
1: usually sometime between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And so when we were in the village and we heard that he had arrived. Uh, White asked me, like, oh, how long do you think it takes to get from Camp Mendoor to here? Because we hadn't gone directly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, he ate and then came. So it
0: can't be that far. Yeah. <laughs> we both had this moment like, oh. <laughs> we just stumbled upon something good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So say he ate at, you know, maybe nine o'clock. Probably got on the bus between 930 and 10. And then he arrived at two. Four hours. Yep. Easy.
0: Yep. And we were right because we went from that village straight back to Kathmandu and it took us like three and a half hours, right? Oh, yeah. You're right. It did.
1: We're amazing, you guys. (laughs) The whole point of this, we just wanted to show how amazing we are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's just little things like that that, you know, you don't even realize that you're learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many background clues that you pick up.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: Well, how about so,
1: I mean, we just talked about how great we are at going to the village and how much we've learned. But let me tell you, there's still a lot of things that are pretty hard about it. Things that are generally difficult about traveling at all. Yep. That don't necessarily apply yep. specifically to the village. Like just that you're in a new place every two days and you're packing and unpacking your stuff and you're taking buses. And, you know, that's that can all be difficult yep. for its own reasons. But, There's other things that are specific to being in, like, a rural village Mm -hmm. but are difficult that I'm not used to yet. Right. And I think one is when I get hangry, hungry, and angry at the same time, I am not nice. (laughs) 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 Like, a couple villages ago, dude, I was so hungry and tired, and these people were talking to me, and they... I mean, in a way, it's a compliment to my Nepali because they weren't trying to speak really slowly and clearly like I was an idiot, Mm -hmm. but they were talking really fast and using kind of slang and I couldn't understand them. And then instead of being like, oh, I'm sorry, and like slowing down, they're just like, you don't understand us. And I'm like, (laughs) boiling inside, like, I will punch someone in the face. (laughs) So, yeah, I think. I don't know how to separate that. (laughs) That is something that's difficult. Yep. Yep. I guess maybe just like not having control over when you eat can be a challenge. And I'm, I never bring snacks because I've had so many experiences where I bring all these snacks and I never eat them. So now I'm just like, I'll just deal with the hanger.
0: (laughs) I guess I would say with that, like just in general, cultural. Situations end up being like that. Like, we come from a culture where you're very independent, and going from being very independent to a communal culture is always a big shift, even though we live here. Like, we work in an office with other Americans. So, it's always, you know, you can know this, you can know that it's communal and it's still difficult. And that's not like a, oh, where Americans and our way of doing things are better. No, not by any means, but we have spent our entire lives being groomed to do well in an independent situation. And then suddenly you're you don't have control over your food and your hosts have different ways of, you know, coping with you not knowing Nepali (laughs) than what we would have in America. So it's always always a challenge right and those are the kind of things that when
1: you're tired or when you're hungry like yep. when you're at your weak point like that gets hard you know yeah it's like you can kind of deal with it well if you're well rested and you know fresh-faced or something but you start to lose your <laughs> good abilities yeah
0: after 7 p.m oh my gosh i'm grumpy. just thinking
1: of <laughs> One moment where
0: we were all sitting
1: around after dinner, which Nepalis eat dinner later than Americans. They usually eat at like eight, maybe. So it's after dark, and we're pretty tired. And we were sitting around in this group of people, and they were all talking about their language and how excited they were about it and how much they love it. And just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like sitting around the campfire, like telling stories and talking about their hopes and dreams for their community. And, you know, it was like so awesome. <laughs> white was just like dead she was kind of squatting on this little stool and her face was a complete blank for like 45 minutes (laughs) and i'm trying to listen and observe and take notes and she just like turned into a robot like
0: (laughs) yeah you guys hear the Full true. <laughs> this is
1: why we travel in pairs or yep. teams because yep. we can pick up the slack for each other.
0: Yeah. You get to a point where your brain just cannot absorb any more Nepali. <laughs> Doesn't and your matter eyes how can't hard blink. you're trying. <laughs> like it's it's not going anywhere once it gets in your brain. So just don't even let it in. <laughs> I wish that it was different, but that's where it is right now. So. <laughs> yeah. You just hope that you don't lose out on too much good information.
1: (laughs) Here's something else that I am, I'm just not used to yet. Like, it's definitely not bad at all. But I think I forget when I meet people and I just interact with them. And you know, we like have this great connection. I forget how different their life experience Mm -hmm. and their mindset is. And like just their basic assumptions about the world, you know? So I'm like, "Mm, we're buddies. Like this is going great. And then they'll ask me a question or make a comment that just makes me like,
0: go what? Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's such a a stark reminder of like how completely different our worldviews are. And part of that's culture and part of it's education and part of it's experience. And yeah. Like one thing that people kept asking us in the last build during, I've had people ask me this before, but it kept coming up was like, why is your skin so white is it because you always sit inside like you're not getting tan from being mm-hmm. in the sun <laughs> and i was just like i don't like i, I can't explain genetics right now
0: <laughs> So <laughs> i do not have the vocabulary yeah this. i just like don't have a satisfactory answer yeah you know? like, or even that like people will ask you weird things about your country like ask about america yeah like you guys are both from America, so, it you know, what's the weather like in America? <laughs> and we're like, Arkansas and California have completely different climates. Right. That like <laughs> I know. I always like, it, it's kind of like a
1: fun challenge to try to explain the U.S. in terms of something that Nepalese, like, have in their repertoire mm-hmm, of understanding, mm-hmm. you know, which I feel like I have to do that. I kind of have to be bilingual. When I talk to Americans or maybe Westerners who don't know anything about Nepal, then I give examples of things that they're used right. to to try to explain Nepal. Yeah. So it's kind of like this fun brain exercise. You know? I'm yeah. like, well, in Nepal, you know how there's mountains and there's Terai. Like, well, in America, we have different areas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's yeah, it's not
0: It's not really that much different than talking to, say, someone. I'm talking to someone from California and I'm explaining about Arkansas. Californians don't know anything about Arkansas. They haven't been to Arkansas. They we don't sure like don't. <laughs> understand that it's different than Texas. We don't have any climate like yours either. Yeah, <laughs> so like,
1: like it's humid, and I'm like, what is a humid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it's like Mexico. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also I just like Nepalis are really good at asking questions they are like, I'm always so amazed like that and I love it like you meet this old man in the village who's never even been to Kathmandu you know and he's like so um like what crops do you grow in America like are there rich people and poor people like how long does it take for you to drive from your house to White's house like yeah you know I just oh <laughs> one question that we got recently that I really loved was how do you get married in America? And then the way that she asked in Nepali was, Afaila Geta Laune? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> how do you, know? Wait, how do you put on your own man? <laughs> do you put on your own boy? As opposed to, you know, your parents putting on yeah. the boy for you. It <laughs> was
1: so amazing. I was like, yes, I'll remember this yeah,
0: <laughs> that is a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing that you can be just just ask. Like, if you got a question, just ask it. You're free yeah, to do that. True. Yeah, that's
1: maybe what I respect about it is like mm-hmm. there's no, like they aren't afraid that it's going to be a stupid question. Right. You know, and and it's fun it's to it's get to talk fu- about your home culture. Starter. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really fun to talk about agriculture because you know in the village it's such like an agricultural based thing, mm-hmm. and you all get so excited. I'm like. Yeah, we grow corn. We do have some rice. And they're like, you do? <laughs> you have corn also? What? <laughs> I mean, like, most people's experience of the U.S. would be from movies and stuff. Yeah, There right. aren't a lot
0: of movies about, like, corn farming. So. No. Not <laughs> but, that don't include aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at EML
1: Mel Gibson. <laughs> okay, my final question for you is, what do you love about fieldwork and going to the village?
0: Well, I in the US, I am from a very rural area, um like basically a village <laughs> in the US. And um so I yeah, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. I got to just be out in the woods playing by myself as a little kid and stuff and just got really used to just being in nature. And living in Kathmandu, I love I love living in cities. I love being in the different culture and, you know, having things to do and it's easy to get around. But I really miss just lots of trees and just the smell mm. of being outside yeah. and like being in farms too. Like that animal kind of smell is, I really, really love. And so, yeah, anytime that I get to go to the village, it's just. A literal breath of fresh air. Oh man, yeah, (laughs) so nice to just be like in the open space, and yeah, a lot of times in Kathmandu, I don't even realize that I miss it until you're just in the green trees, Mm -hmm. and ah, it's so good,
1: so good. Yeah, I think I really love. I mean, I love meeting people and hanging out with people that you would never meet. Yeah, otherwise you know, like these old ladies that have these just amazing life stories, Mm -hmm. you know, or like young men that are excited about their futures or like, yeah, I don't know, just people that even if I went to that village and it wasn't doing the work that we do, you wouldn't necessarily have a chance to talk with them. Yeah. But sitting down and doing an interview with someone is such a kind of natural way to ask them about their life. And get to ask questions that maybe would feel awkward to ask if it was a normal conversation. Mm -hmm. And uh, Man, I just, I love, love hearing people's stories. And yeah, just every once in a while, you'll meet someone and you're like, you are one of the best people that I know. And it's so like obscure and random, you know? They're not like a famous person. They might not even have a lot of respect in their community or the wider community of the country they're strong and they've, you know, supported their families and been through a lot and come through it. And yeah, it's just really, really cool to hear stories.
0: Yeah, we get the opportunity to see inside people's lives that you wouldn't normally get to do.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's a really big part of our job. Yeah, dude. We love
1: going to the village. It's always such an <laughs> exciting experience. No matter how many
0: times you go, yep. there's, always always <laughs> there's always something new. There's always Panty the goat pooping yeah. in, in your sleeping bag. Luckily, there's not always Panty pooping in your sleeping bag.
1: Panty is the archetype for new experiences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, should we move on to our segment of the week, which is mailbag? Yeah. So excited. We haven't done mailbag in a while. I know. Here it comes. So we've gotten some listener mail recently, and we wanted to share it. So one is from a guy named Shishir, and he was born in Nepal and then moved to Canada when he was a kid. So he says, I was looking for a Nepali podcast to keep myself updated with the country's trend and also to expand my Nepali vocabulary. However, when I came across your podcast, it felt like Dunga koza Dota Milio moment, which means (laughs) it's a Nepali saying. It means you were looking for a rock and you found a god.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is like the highest review that we could ever get. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: he says, listening to you, I feel I can relate to you as a Nepali and also as a North American. When you discuss the differences between your experiences in the States and Nepal, I have had similar experiences. In one of the episodes, you mentioned something about how no matter how much you try to fit in with Nepali, at the end of the day, you are still identified as a foreigner. I have had a similar kind of experience, sort of identity crisis. I don't know if I feel more Canadian or Nepali. It's complicated. We feel you, bro. Yeah,
0: we really do. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So he says, uh, I love your content. I find it humorous and insightful. And I really enjoy listening to your experiences. And then he signs off. La, ta la. Okay. Okay. Bye. Oh, okay. Okay. Bye.
0: (laughs) It's amazing.
1: Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I feel like so pleased. (laughs) I don't even know how to express myself. I'm so happy. It's like getting this kind of message is just amazing to know that a, we're not the only ones who are culturally confused. Yes. <laughs> and B
0: that you guys appreciate our content
1: and mm-hmm.
0: it gives some kind of meaning. That's pretty cool. And we hope that yeah, we hope that you get to come to Nepal again and get to see more of its trends in person. <laughs> and hear
1: about it from someone who's
0: not two white girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I also have a message from some one of our listeners who wrote in. So we'll just use first names here. She just said, hi, hope you guys are doing well. My name is Dixia. I know, very hard to pronounce, but you can call me Dee. It's only hard to pronounce because it's not in Devanagari. So we don't know if it's Dee Didi. Didi dee dee dee, dee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's one of those we got you girl it <laughs> could be like any
0: of 16 combinations within those um dee dee said so she's from nepal she immigrated to the us 6 years ago and is currently living there and one thing that she said that really cracked me up and i asked her if i could include it in the podcast she said I was listening to your podcast about shopping in Nepal and you guys were telling how big could not get the shoes in her size. And I can totally relate to that. I wear a size five in US size and I always have to go to the junior section to get the shoes. So when I visited Nepal last year, I bought like 10 shoes that fit my size. <laughs> so yeah, the struggle is real, ladies. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. And I just thought, first of all... That's hilarious in a tragic kind of way. Sorry, Didi. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just a good reminder that it goes both ways, right? Right. Like, yeah. are not the
1: only weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> when I go to America, I buy a bunch of stuff. When she goes to Nepal, she buys yeah. a bunch of stuff.
0: <laughs> like, I brought back like five pairs of shoes and Didi did too. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> so very cool. That's two of some of the messages that we've received.
1: We super love getting messages from you guys. It makes us so happy. Thank you so much for writing in and saying
0: hi. Yep. Reminding us that our words are actually going out to like different corners of the world. That's true. We're not just sitting in your bedroom. (laughs) Our words
1: are going somewhere. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, thanks, you guys, so much for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram rate us on apple podcasts and you can find our podcast on stitcher and spotify and all your other podcast apps as well and don't forget that we also have a patreon page yeah thanks so much to our supporters it helps pay for all the little costs involved with the podcast
0: yep okay well um i think that's it for today i think i'm gonna go oh Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to hang out now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yep. Okay. All right. I'll see well, you next week.
1: Yep. Yeah. See you. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay. bye. Bye.